Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's federal law enforcement agency. I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, welcome to True Crime Archives, everyone. Wow, Dad, it feels kind of strange. I feel like we haven't been here for a while in yeah. the recording studio. Yeah, it's been a little while. <laughs> this one, this is funny. Let me tell a little story. Okay. Um, we're going to do another hazing mm-hmm. uh, case. Mm-hmm. This is the one I came across, and I sent it to you. I said, hey, what do you think about this case? This is pretty interesting. It's different. So you prepared for it, mm-hmm. and then you show up here last week, last time to record and you had (laughs) researched the other case so we did the other case yeah for some reason the link that you sent me it opened up to an article about anthony cialis right well and we had been doing research on two different cases but what the reason i'm bringing that up is because there was so many of these cases out there Mm -hmm. that i think there was four four people got killed in fraternities based off of hazing in, in that month alone. Yeah, so that was within the matter of like four weeks. Right. But in 2000, I think it was 2018 in general, or it was like in the last 15, it was the last 15 years, mm-hmm. 80 students had died due to hazing. Yeah, it's a, I mean, we mentioned that last time, it's kind of a big issue. Yeah, so we said, okay, well, let's just, let's do this one. Um, yeah, some some good things are coming out of um, you know, this one with some law changes. So mm-hmm. it's nice to highlight well, there was important the, topics. And there was accountability discuss. in this one. I'm not yeah. sure it's... I, I, took a, I took a stab at Cornell in New York last time. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little impressed with Ohio this time. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So, um, you know, as we discussed, hazing is a pretty big issue that goes back years to really when Greek life began. And I, I know last time when we started talking about it, uh, we didn't really have too much information on Greek life and the history. So I did a little um, digging. So fraternity and sorority are terms that come from the Latin word frat, frater and soror. I probably mispronounced nope, that. No, it's Latin. It's right. It's good. Which mean brother and sister, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, sorority was actually first used in 1874 at Gamma Phi Beta Beta, Beta. at Syracuse University. Um, these organizations are described as a family, essentially. They often live together in houses off campus and participate in parties, job placement after school, and just overall, you know, being in a very close-knit group of friends. Um, when I say family, I do mean like in the literal meaning, they look at each other as brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, and that's how they are expected to treat one another. Um, and that is also the literal word, uh, the literal description in the New World Encyclopedia. It says they are like children without parents who treat new members as the younger siblings when it comes to joining, which All right. that gives you an insight. Okay. So Phi Beta Kappa was founded December 5th, 1776 at the College of William and Mary. And that is recognized as the first Greek letter society in North America. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's pretty cool because that is the college I wanted to go to. (laughs) Yeah. You remember we went, took a tour of the place. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. uh, And then, and then we did, your mom and I did a, um, 
You guys were there. We, we were there a for race. a run. Yeah, yeah we did a, a like run a there. Yeah, uh, um, not a marathon. Some like eight k or something like that. Yeah, we spent the weekend there. It was pretty cool. That college campus is freaking gorgeous. If you guys don't yeah, know, it's, it's cool. in Williamsburg, Virginia. It is literally connected to historical Williamsburg too. Right, and they have oh, God, they have a, um, a building that Thomas Jefferson took classes in. Yeah, and it's, They've got a it's big statue too. the School of Theology, I guess. So they they say that. Most students take at least one class just so they yeah. can say, well, I, I studied where Thomas Jefferson studied. Listen, I one more thing and then I'll stop talking yeah, about okay. this college. I wanted to go there so bad. You guys, uh, they have an acceptance rate of 1%. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very hard, hard college to get into. Okay. So Phi Beta Kappa, it was originally created um, because some of the students were actually rejected from another secret club called the Flat Hat Club. And in that was that was created in 1750. So by 1776, when Phi Beta Kappa was founded, it the Flat Hat Club was pretty much mm-hmm. gone, no more. Um, and then Sigma Phi, which is the fraternity that we're going to be discussing today, was formed in March of 1827. Uh, Delta Phi was in November of that year also, and Kappa Alpha was established November 26, 1825. And those are, I guess, like the four main mm-hmm. Greek letter fraternities. So All that's right. just some history. <laughs> All right, let's get to the crime. So, okay, geez. <laughs> just given a little backstory, it was interesting to read up on. Let's unpack the crime. Not an onion this week. <laughs> Go ahead. So again, we want to continue to bring awareness to this issue. And we this week are talking about Colin Wyant. He was 18 years old in 2018. He was from Dublin, Ohio, and he actually began college at Ohio University in 2018, where he joined Sigma Pi, which would turn out to be a life and death situation. In November of 2018, Colin actually died on the floor of the Sigma Pi house off campus. Uh, the hazing had been going on for about a week, I think you said, Dad, but it seemed like there had definitely been hazing that day. So he had gone out drinking. He'd been seen at a bar earlier in that day. And uh, one of the, one of his brothers, right, or one of the Sigma Pi fraternity brothers mm-hmm. had told him to go back to the house and someone had overheard Colin uh, responding to him that he knew he was going to be hazed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, it, it it was pretty bad. They beat him with belts. I have that they poured hot sauce on him, pelted him with eggs, forced him to binge drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah, so there's, it, it had there's been going on, like you said. So he was he was having favor with the with the the members, the board members, or whatever they're called. And so they he went away on a weekend with them, and they were that's when they were like hazing him, whipping him with belts and such. Um, and but he also. When you start to become a pledge, you're at their beck and call, and he was up in the middle of the night to go do stuff for him, get food, things like that, and so his grades were starting to suffer as well. Um, so this was just, then this particular night, it just it continued. That specific night, the thing that ultimately led to his death is he was also forced to, I don't really understand how this works, their whippets, it's it's nitrous oxide, which mm-hmm. when I Googled it, it seemed like the stuff that's in balloons. Yeah. So it seemed he was forced to ingest it, yeah, breathe it in. Breathe I, it in, you get a little high, I guess. Well, is, if 
it makes your voice funny? Is that the stuff? Is that yes, the same stuff? I was you, so confused reading uh, about it. I think I think so. Yes, and um, and you ingest it, suck it in, or whatever you do, and you get a high. You get a quick high. Okay, so that night specifically, he was forced to in- ingest it. Um, the person who actually bought the canisters, his name, uh, his last name is Andrew Osak. He'll come into play a little bit later. He bought a hundred canisters of these whippets of the nitrous it, oxide. And he bought it from, uh, there's another, there's the guy that owns the business, James Dylan Winkle, mm-hmm. he owns a business that sells these things. So he's, he's implicated in this thing too. Good. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I, I thought it was like illegal to buy even, uh, freaking spray paint under like a certain age. He, he owns a company or owned a company called silver serpent LLC. Mm-hmm. How was he letting these kids buy this much? Well, I mean, I mean, he, he was only 25 years old, this guy. So he obviously had a company that sold these things for whatever, whatever oh, the reason. Kid, the, the owners. Yeah, the owners. Oh, years okay. Old. Okay. So he must not know the law or something, or is it different? In Ohio? Well, I don't no, know. I've can, always been under the impression. You can buy them. You can, you know, that that's not necessary. They were abusing it. So yeah. that's a problem. And then the, the hazing is they were forcing right, forcing yeah. people to use it. It just seems excessive to buy that mm-hmm. much. So any, anyway, so he ingests all this nitrous oxide. Mm-hmm. And then around 2.50 a.m., uh, a 911 call is placed. Mm-hmm. And that is, help me pronounce his last name. Gustafson. Gustafson. Okay. Michael so Gustafson. He, Michael Gustafson. He calls the police to say that... Colin is unresponsive. Um, he wants to move him outside for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but the 911 operator tells him no, leave him inside. And when paramedics arrive, he's dead. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at right now. And okay, and what what did he die from? The autopsy was the medical examiner came to the conclusion that he died from asphyxiation due to nitrous oxide ingestion. Mm -hmm. So that's what we were talking about. He had a bunch of alcohol in his system. He was being hazed that night, and it was eventually, ultimately, the nitrous oxide that killed him. Right. And as they're doing their investigation, uh, along with the uh, autopsy, the death was caused by the excessive hazing uh, ultimately is a, is sort of a broad stroke. So oh yeah. He, the the asphyxiation due to nitrous oxide ingestion obviously that was that was forced on him and it was part of the hazing. So somebody else had caused his death. Right. Um actually nine somebodies. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be nine people mm-hmm. uh charged in connection with mm-hmm. his death. I'll say connection cuz Yes. I think like seven of them. Well, and, and at first there was like four, I think there was five that initially said, okay, we'll plead guilty. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to testify testify against, against everybody else. Right. And I think what we're going to talk about here in a second is everybody ends up pleading guilty. Right. I'm going to, we're going to go back a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about the university. So after this happens, the university sends the president of 
Sigma Pi a cease and desist, mm-hmm. which I assume just means stop all activities yeah, until, until further, further notice. notice. Right. You know, there'll be hearing and all that kind of stuff, probably, I would imagine. Right. They do end up expelling Sigma Pi from the university. So they're no longer a fraternity. And this leads to an investigation into hazing in general, and they end up getting rid of 15 other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was it. Is this the case that. They asked for some additional information and they stalled them. They said, fine, if you're not going to comply, you're out of here. Yeah. When I was reading about it, uh, similarly to um, in Anthony Cialis's case, mm-hmm. a lot of the fraternity brothers and fraternities in general, they all kind of shut down and they didn't want to speak. Mm-hmm. None of them really wanted to come to his aid, the family's aid, the, yep. the investigation. They go into fight or flight mode. They go into protect or self-preservation mode. Right. And one of the things that we originally, investigators originally think is that, so Gustav is, I cannot pronounce Gustafson. it. Gustafson. Gustafson. He's the one that makes the phone call, mm-hmm. right? Yep. With the phone records, it kind of looks like he waited. He called someone else first. So police originally think that he called the president to ask permission to, to call, call 911. 911 and yeah. then like 10 minutes later he calls 911. And it's shortly, it was shortly after that that uh, Colin died. They originally charge him with reckless, reckless homicide. Reckless homicide, yep. Reckless mm-hmm. homicide. So can you, you want to, can you explain what that is a right, little bit? Right, so, and there's, there's a lot of charges. A lot of the charges. Mostly drug. Yeah, drugs. Hazing and various drug charges too. Possession of LSD, mm-hmm. trafficking cocaine, uh, other various possessions, and then hazing. Hazing is a misdemeanor crime, so most of like everybody had hazing in there as well. But there was four, and we'll talk about them that are a little more aggravated uh, crime. So reckless homicide. Let me. I have that. I have that uh, information. Essentially, the the statute in uh, for uh, Ohio is no person shall recklessly cause the death of another. I mean, they also have in there oh, unlawful unlawful termination of pregnancy, but no person shall recklessly cause the death of another. Uh, whoever violates this is guilty of reckless homicide, a felony of the third degree. Then you you go look up what the punishment for felony third degree, and I, I think it's. Could Each be a, state is different, right? It could be, a, yeah. That's, this is from Ohio, and I think it's about ten years or something like that. But what they say, so re- his recklessness, right? So the hazing, and then at the time they believed that he waited. He waited to call nine one. In fact, he he called what they thought was he had called the president of the fraternity to ask permission. He said, "Hey, are we good? Should I call nine one one?" And they're saying that that's reckless. That's that's crazy. Why did you do that? The, you, this person is unresponsive. The, the most certain first thing you should have done was call nine one one. So that was on top of the hazing. That was the aggravating circumstance that got them to the reckless homicide. But you're right. What they found out later. Are we talking about that now? Yeah, we can get so to that. What they found out later after after the charges after the the grand jury indicted, they found out that apparently. He went in the other room to ask, "Hey, was he acting weird or or different or or something?" So, so it sort of seems like he was looking out for his well-being. And then the judge said, "Although I do appreciate you called nine one one, 
you could have done it a little bit faster and maybe this would have been a different outcome. Yeah, I don't know that I I th- I don't know that I think that it's any different. He still waited whether or not he called the president for permission or he walked into another room. Why did he need to walk into another like Colin was unresponsive already. So why did he need to walk into another room and ask them how he was doing later earlier in the day? Uh I don't I, know. That's what he did. Yeah. So that, to me, it still seems reckless. I well, still think the, it's reckless. no, no. I got the, this. The facts are different for the prosecutor at that point. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we're going to talk about it now. He doesn't get. You know, he he pleads guilty. Right. So, he pleads guilty. We can talk about that. What does he plead guilty yeah, it's to? It's one of the the drug charges. So I have it. Yeah, the drug charges. So. So we're talking about Gustafson. Yeah. Right. He pleads guilty to. So. He pleads guilty to one count of permitting drug use, which is a first-degree misdemeanor. Yeah. When he was originally charged with one count of reckless homicide. That's crazy. And so his punishment is the diversion there. Was the diversion program. Diversion program. This is, you know, they have, for Athens County, they have three different diversion program, and it's basically you're, you're going to do some community work, you're going to, maybe talk to people about alcoholism things things like that and then you're going to report into somebody it's not really probation it's just a diversion program the you know apparently they think these guys um have it in them to be productive members of society i mean i think they could sure they didn't he didn't make the decision to i don't want to say i, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say without sounding any type of way. So I'm not going to say it, but I don't, <laughs> I think in this type of they situation, they didn't force the nitrous oxide down his uh, throat. Y- yes, they did. That's, that's what, not that's what I was going to say. They the did. Evidence. Yes, yeah. they did. They all did. And I think definitely there needs to be more of a punishment, but I think if the parents feel good about the punishment, which later on we'll, we'll see that it sounds like they do. Mm-hmm. And it, it is turning something in a negative into a positive with making right. other people aware. I think it is it is important for other students that are in college to be made aware of these situations. Right. I think that they there needs to be someone speaking on this issue and someone that That's has what experience. He's do. Yep. Right. So I think that is a positive and I think that he can turn this situation into a positive. He's gonna say And he he Hello, does everybody. I almost went to jail for homicide. Yeah, and he, but and that's, he has so, to live with that now. Right. He has to go up on stage and talk mm-hmm. to a ton of people and tell them that someone else died because of a result of his actions. That's true, and that is that is a, a punishment. Sure. That is something. Now, keep in mind too. Uh, you know, I'm acting like I'm a little frustrated, but what happened was the prosecutors actually told the judge that we would have charged differently if we had that additional information. So, right, and that's, looks like the judge just said. Okay, n- no void to that. You plead guilty to uh, drug use and we'll give you this diversion program. Yeah, it did say um, that they begrudgingly took his plea when yes. they, and they, they uh, took off the reckless homicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the other one, the other guy, it's Joshua Andorosak. He's 20 years old. Uh, so he pleads guilty. He enters a guilty plea to one count of felony permitting drug use one count of misdemeanor hazing, one count of misdemeanor negligent homicide, two counts of felony trafficking harmful intoxicants, and one count of felony trafficking cocaine. And he is the one, he gets... He was charged with involuntary manslaughter. 
Right. And so he, but he ends up playing the, he pleads guilty to what is it? Negligent homicide. So what's the difference between those two? So involuntary manslaughter. It, so here's how there's the statute uh, in Ohio talks about it. If you cause the death of another person while in the commission of a felony or in the commission of a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. So the hazing, uh, the dr- illegal drugs, things like that. That's, that's a, that's a, um, that's a crime. That's, that's another crime. And as a result of you committing that crime, cause it, it caused the death of somebody that's involuntary manslaughter. Okay. And, um, negligent homicide is negligent. Homicide is, is you cause the death of another person because of your negligence and you use some sort of deadly weapon or dangerous, uh, dangerous ordinance. And that, that was the, uh, the, the whippets. W- yes, whip whippets. I hadn't heard that in a I long time. It's yeah, I don't nitrous underst- oxide. Yeah. I don't understand the why are the, why is it called that? I don't I was very it's, confused. It's how you it's how you ingest it, I guess. You do it quick, fast or something, you get a high. Yeah. I don't know. Do people just not do the balloon thing anymore just for laughs? I don't <laughs> I don't understand. And, and and incidentally, negligent homicide, that sounds pretty serious, right? Right. It's a misdemeanor of the first degree. So I don't I don't I don't understand all of the different degrees and how the, like I feel like murder is murder if you're going to charge someone with being responsible for someone's death that's murder. Right. So so the manner of death homicide mm-hmm. there's various different ways that that can happen. Um it you can cause someone's death and it could be an accident. It it mm-hmm. could be your negligence. It could uh, it could be just straight up murder. You, you know, there's diff- there's different ways. That's why they yeah. have to sort of uh, they have to sort of spell it out. You know, and yeah, I guess and that makes it, sense. It, it, and, and these particular, you know, involuntary manslaughter, negligent homicide, reckless homicide. These are all things that you know you're engaging in behavior. You're committing one crime, and then the more serious crime happens, mm-hmm. or you being an idiot causes someone's someone's death, you know. Yeah. Uh, and these are always good for this for this civil suit too, um, you know. But mm, but none of them. Okay, so and he he pled guilty negligent homicide. And he gets seventy days in jail. He's the only one that get jail time. Seventy days in jail. Um, his remaining felony charges are held in abeyance pending the completion of a diversion program. Also, right. So. All right. So that's. Does he have to go? Those two guys were with were with him with Wyant when he when he died. Yes. So I I don't know. There's nothing that says that uh Joshua Androsak has to speak like Gustafson, but his Colin's parents do ask that he uses this moment to learn from his experience and use Mm -hmm. use it to change the lives of others. So I feel like maybe they're hoping that he does Something like Gustafson yeah. has to do and goes on like a speaking thing to talks to other people about it. Yeah, because they're all booted out of out of college, I believe, too. I mean, along with the fraternities. The fraternity as well. So. so all right, so that's two. That's two down that we're talking about. I mean, there's, there's nine. I don't think we're talking about all nine, right? No, I mean, the rest of them, they really just all got yeah. drug charges, guys. It was... Well, the, <sighs> the president, though, the president of, um, of Sigma Pi... Mm-hmm. He was charged with misdemeanor assault, obstructing justice, right. and tampering with evidence. This this one 
really aggravates the investigator. Mm-hmm. You know, I think remember I told you this before. Quickest way to get police out of there is just tell them the truth, and mm-hmm. and you'll be on your way. But when you start hemming and hawing and trying to divert, and when you start tell, rallying up the the frat bros and and telling everybody don't talk to the police, right? You know that's you know someone just died, and mm-hmm. not only does that look suspicious, it draws more attention, but it, it uh, yeah it, it stalls the investigation, and uh, so that's obstruction, get get in the way. That's that's a crime. So he was. He was charged with that. The reading about this case made me go crazy because, as I said in the beginning, uh, fraternities and sororities are really supposed to be a big family of brothers and sisters. They're supposed to look out for one another. It was never supposed to turn into something like this. And so I don't understand how in these two cases we've talked about the tragic deaths have happened due to, you know, their, their brothers and sister, their brothers. And when it came time to stand up and say what happened, they just all shut down and was like, no, we're not going to help. Thinking of themselves instead of their brothers. Do you remember I I, I told you uh, a lot of the investigations I did were uh, violent crimes against women? Mm -hmm. And almost 100% of the time, there was some underlying other criminal act going on that people were trying to hide. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't the main sexual assault crime. It was like yeah. underage drinking and stuff. This is the same thing going on here. They're all they're doing illegal drugs. They're forcing people to do illegal drugs. They're abusing this nitrous oxide and forcing people to abuse this nitrous oxide. So they're all committing, they're all committing crimes uh, and they, they don't realize um, the, the, the repercussions of the seriousness of it and it caused someone's death. Yeah, it's just, it's sad that they really just none of them had each other's back. I forget where I was going with that point. (laughs) I was talking about how sad it was because they're all brothers, essentially. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The family aspect of it, of what fraternities originally was supposed to be. I'm not sure I understand what frats do. It's, okay, so I'm not going to speak on fraternities, uh, but I do have some friends that were in sororities and they are essentially Mm -hmm. the same thing. And my understanding is it is supposed to be a, a, a group where they do uh, what is the word what's the word philanthropy is that the word yeah philanthropy they, fellowship right they they get they they get skills that essentially help mm-hmm. on the outside when it comes to jobs like they yeah, hold it's, offices it's, you know do elections the presidents they have mm-hmm. res- specific responsibilities they're supposed to be held to a higher standard in the college yeah i know i'm just i'm saying this is what it's supposed to be it is supposed to be a helpful group that is supposed to help you in life after college that's i I can't put into words i i've had it explained to me i've had experiences with it because my friends have been in sororities i've seen the good that it's done i will say though that a lot of it doesn't make sense the money they're they're really strict about things Mm -hmm. i've seen people like they control your social media nowadays like I've and it's probably because they're trying to hide something yeah. from what we've seen with the fraternities, but it is supposed to hold you to a higher standard. Is the best way that I can explain yeah. it. Interesting, but I yeah, I don't know. It was it, it was very strict and t- talked about when mm-hmm. I was at Lynchburg, mm-hmm. and I remember I told you I had thought about it. Yeah, you but remember you said, "Oh, that's interesting." When we were there, you said, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." Yeah, it was it was cool the way they explain it, mm-hmm. but I think after seeing it was just. 
they talk about the hazing and they give you all the briefings and yep. I was just like, eh. So there was it. there was one other guy who was also charged um, with first degree and third degree manslaughter. It was James mm-hmm. Dylan Winkle. He was the guy that had the shop. Yeah, owned mm-hmm. um, the company. Mm-hmm. Did I already talk about this? Briefly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't say he, what he was charged with, though. Oh, he was charged with first degree involuntary manslaughter and third degree involuntary manslaughter. Is that what he got? Did it say? Did you find what he what he what his sentence was? Or is I mean, you didn't say earlier that he was charged with those things. You just said he was charged. Okay, so we talked about the college and kind of what they did. They expelled this fraternity. They got rid of uh, a few other groups. Colin's mom has actually been working to change the law. Her and uh, one of the, I think it was the prosecutor, they're Mm -hmm. working to change the law because hazing was classified as a misdemeanor for. Mm -hmm. So they were working to change the law to change it to a misdemeanor one, Mm -hmm. which I guess is just right underneath the felony. I think it Mm -hmm. should be a felony. but Right. So you could go to go to jail for 364 days. Right, is that the definition of a felony? Yeah, pretty much the difference is you a uh, felony you could be sentenced to jail for a year or more. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's where they're at. The law is uh hasn't passed yet, but it's mm-hmm. in the process right now. They're the article I read was literally from just like last week where uh testimony was like submitted. I can't think mm-hmm. of words today. <laughs> I'm having a yeah. hard time thinking of the words I'm trying to say. The testimony was just submitted mm-hmm. for the recommendation of what it should be. Now, so. let me mention something else. So, five pled guilties. The, the other ones, they were indicted mm-hmm. and then they ended up w- with the guilty plea. Here's the thing, too. Prosecutors kind of have to sort of, I don't want to say wheel and deal, but you know they're going to start working deals so they can put this this case through pr- pretty quick and mm-hmm. and it's it's possible they talk with the parents and and said hey we're going to all these people going to have criminal records now and they're going to do this right. and that and the other thing so um that must have been you know kept the prosecutor's office pretty pretty busy uh, but they didn't panel a grand jury to indict them all and then and then people started coming forward and 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 um pleading guilty he, so they indicted Nine and then here, here's how it goes, right? Whoever talks first gets the best deal, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you know. So they start approaching them. And they probably looked and saw who they could leverage the best, and and uh, who who would you know who was vulnerable, and who would probably just say, okay, I'll plead guilty and and um, I'll I'll help, and and then they just start falling one one after another, and then in the end, it's successful um, for the prosecutors. Right. All right. It's kind of kind of interesting. So last week we talked about, uh, you know, the death that resulted from hazing, and but it's a closed case and it was ruled accidental. Uh, there's certainly some suspicious circumstances surrounding that they're one. Still looking for answers. Yeah, on they're still one. looking for answers, and I I even want to follow up on that myself. And this week we you know it was pretty pretty straightforward. You know it was it was negligent. It was it was you know the, this hazing caused the death of an individual and nine people were held accountable and, and all right. around this around 2018 around this time frame what did we say there was like four it was like deaths. four weeks yeah four within weeks, yeah. four weeks so essentially yep. like one person i mean if you google fraternity hazing death 
Yeah, you're, you're gonna be overwhelmed with information. When you Google Colin's name, yeah, a picture of him and like three other students come up. Yeah, three others that died. All right, well, so it's not. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we hopefully this this was a little break from the the usual DNA and and uh, other things, you know. Yeah, I w- I wanted to really, uh, you know, bring awareness okay. to the issue because good I. I I'm closer to college age. We, a lot of Mm -hmm. my friends just recently graduated and it's, it's an important topic that people Mm -hmm. need to be aware of and, you know, be aware of the situations they're going into. Mm -hmm. Colleges can say they have a zero tolerance policy all they want until they're blue in the face, but that doesn't really mean anything as we've seen over the years. So students just really need to be prepared and aware families as well. Parents, everyone Mm -hmm. needs to have this talk with, upcoming college freshmen awesome that is it for today thank you guys for sticking around for these last couple uh like dad said they're a little different than what we normally talk about we do have a couple bonus things coming for you so stay tuned we have a bonus episode it's going to be a lot of fun it's something a little bit different look forward for that i'm excited for it for it mm-hmm. <laughs> If you are enjoying listening to us, please head over to Apple Podcast and give us a rate and review. Please give us a rate and review. We love hearing your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. You can reach us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast as well. Uh, we are on Stitcher. I think that's I'm still updating everyone about mm-hmm. that. We're there now. You can also leave us a voice message as a dad. A voice memo? Uh, Through Anchor, yes. So on anchor.fm, you can give us a little uh, message, a rate review, but you can also send us a voice memo that we um, can listen and just hear your feedback. Maybe play it on air too. Yeah, we we might start doing that if you guys want to send us over some feedback, some tell us what you like about uh, hearing our talks every week. So yeah, we look forward to it and see you guys next week. Later. Later.